and welcome to Industry Minds, the podcast that discusses the importance of talking about mental health within the creative arts. My name is Cathy Reid. And I'm Scarlett Maltman. And today we are joined by the fabulous Philip Joel. Woohoo! How are you today, Phil? Great, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Phil has had a wonderful career as an actor alongside his amazing choreography career. Um, he has choreographed way too much for me to reel off, but some highlights include Closer to Heaven at the Union Theatre, Miracle on Thir- 34th Street, UK Tour and Dubai Tour, One Man Two Governors, Sweet Charity at Sadler's Wells, Sadler's Wells, A Christmas Cracker, and various work for TV film cruises and national adverts campaigns. <sighs> a lot. I'm exhausted just reeling that off. Um, Phil also teaches across London at various schools. Um, he's worked at GSA, Italia Conte, London Studio Centre, the MTA, Erdang. Any more you want to add, Phil? Um, I mean, there's a couple more. <laughs> Wilkes Academy, a uh, new college called Momentum Performing Arts. Um, yeah, I think that's a bit for now. Yeah. Yeah. Loads and loads and loads. So we are thrilled to have him here today to chat. So to start off, we're just going to play a little word association game. Just say the first thing that comes into your head. Doesn't matter what it is, honestly. Okay. Split sole jazz sneaker. Fabulous. <laughs> Mars bar. Delicious. Improvisation. I hate it. <laughs> Me too. Move it. Loud. Flying monkey. Wizard of Oz. Prosecco. Adore it. Best friend. Oh, I can't say that one because I'll be told <laughs> off by a lie. I've got, they know who they are, but there's a couple. <laughs> Lazy day. Sunday afternoon, roast, wine, film, Netflix. Yeah. Love it, love it. Jazz hand. Fossy. Sickled foot. <laughs> Does the sound work? Um, to work on. <laughs> Amazing. So, Phil, as we just mentioned, you have tutored at various London drama schools. What are the main issues that you see as a tutor to students? Has it changed over the years that you have been tutoring? Um, I think nowadays it's a lot more well-known and a lot more talked about. So I kind well, I definitely know that I've had students before that have come up to me and actually been honest and gone, you know, I'm a... I've got a bit of anxiety at the moment or I'm not really struggling uh, or I'm struggling at the moment. Um, and so there were a lot, more, you know, there's a lot more conversation about it. So, and I, you know, I think when I was training, it was just suck it up and get on with it. And I don't care if you've, if you're coming into the room and you've got a tough life outside the studio, just get on and dance and tell someone else I, it's not my issue where, you know, I think, nowadays or it's getting better that actually people aren't so afraid to actually talk to you about it and you know people you know I don't view it any differently than if a student comes up to me and goes I'm injured if someone comes up to me and goes look I'm not all right at the moment or I'm struggling I view that as just as important as if someone was coming up to me saying they've hurt their ankle I can't pirouette you know so um so I've kind of noticed that I mean when I first started out it definitely was um it's not our problem you know like um and that was kind of told from higher powers that if they come up to you and tell you that it's not my it's not my problem it's not their problem they need to deal with it outside the building um 
And then I started working at the MTA and um, the MTA started doing Time for Change. And I think really that's where a massive introduction to talking about it happened. Um, and we've always been told as faculty there that it's just as important as to talk about it as it is to talk about an injury. So, and, you know, it was amazing when I, when they first, well, when they started that, that I knew exactly that was the case, who to send them to, and what, you know, like I would, if someone's injured themselves, go to a physio. If you've got, if you've got some issue with anxiety or depression or whatever, any mental health kind of thing, I knew exactly who their counsellor was and who, and they knew it as well. It wasn't like they weren't aware of it. So I think that first started out, um, time for change. And then I kind of think people on social media started talking about it and kind of going, you know, I have felt this before and, you know, some well-known, like, musical theatre people started tweeting or stuff like that and I think that helped. And then obviously, like, you guys are now start doing it, so that's even better. So, yeah, so I kind of think, you know, that... I think we're changing the way that we realise students are not just there just to grow as a performer, they're there to also grow as a, a human and a, an adult and everything like that. So yeah, I think that's where I kind of see the difference, especially nowadays, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so you're someone who really values grads especially and students, um, and you always seem to always want to help and always supporting those students and graduates. Um, you create opportunities, especially for new grads, and I noticed even on the other day you were Put, put out a tweet um, looking for people who creatives who needed a, a, ste a step a step in the door why is this so important to you because it's something that you've always always done um, even before mental health and that was really really brought into light I think I mean I was never a favourite at college um, I was never picked for anything and, and you know and actually I'm really glad I wasn't because it actually made me leave college and fight for a career in the industry um, so and I was very lucky I was you know I got some really great opportunities given to me and I kind of think why not you know like I, I, I'm lucky enough that the phone rings and it's a job offer and if I can then maybe help someone to progress with their career because I mean with that tweet, for example, trying to become a creative is so hard. It's you know just as hard as being a performer. Um, you know you don't you don't go into a room at Pineapple with an audition with a bunch of choreographers and they say go on choreograph your best eight eights and we'll see which one we like. You just get offered it. So, you know I, I understand. I mean when I graduated, the industry was tough. I think it's so much tougher now. Um, I think it's way more people. Um, so if I can help, even if it's just one or two people, then why not? You know, I kind of think, because I was lucky enough that I had people that gave me an opportunity. So if I can kind of pay it forward, why not? You know, so yeah, absolutely. So that's why. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, so what are the difficulties being a choreographer um, in comparison to the acting bubble? Um... I mean, when I choreograph a show, I have a notepad by the side of my bed because I will wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go, that's what I want to do, or that, the reason why that bit isn't working and I've just worked it out while sleeping. <laughs> um, so it is quite a lot of sleep, well, for me, anyway, it's quite a lot of thinking outside the studio. Um, it's also kind of making sure that 
you know, you are kind of leading a cast. You know, you're making sure from day one to the very opening night that everyone's happy, everyone is being used, everyone is being shown to their full potential, everyone, it, it looks good. <laughs> you know, because it's not even like, oh, great, that I've done my job. It's does that look good? Does that serve the purpose? Do the dancers look great? Are the dancers happy in their job that they're doing? Because I do believe if you have a happy cast, you're going to have a great show because you can feel that on stage. Um, I 100% when I choreograph, I absolutely hate a negative rehearsal room. It's like the worst thing. I don't mind if you can't do a triple pirouette. I'll just make it a double. But if you come in, <laughs> but if you come in and you're horrible and you're negative force, I can't deal with it. It's always just about that positive energy for me. But for me, it's kind of always constantly thinking about when I'm choreographing a show, just making sure that everyone's happy and what we're doing together as with the director, the musical director, that everyone's job is to the best of their ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what mental health issues comes alongside that? Like you've just mentioned, the responsibility of a whole cast, making a happy rehearsal room, um, sleepless nights. How do you stay on top of that whilst it's such a huge, huge pressure? Um, laughing. <laughs> I, <laughs> do you know what? I've, I'm, I mean, I'm very lucky. I've got of family and friends who are always at the other side of the phone. You know, I if I'm if I'm feeling a bit anxious or anything, I'll FaceTime my two nephews who are crazy and will always remind me that you know that what what I do they just think it's a joke. You know, I love it. You know, they're like I don't care you've got an opening night. Like look at my new toy. You know, so I love that. So, you know, I um or I have friends if I'm kind of worried about anything or that are always there that they can just either take the mickey out of me and make me laugh or just listen and give me some good advice. And also, you know, I'm very lucky. Like, um, my mum and dad are you know, still with me, so I can always just call my mum up and go, oh, it's not working. And she reminds me that, you know, it's worth the struggle and it's yeah. worth to keep going. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky that I've got that support network around me 100%. Um, and, you know, especially the nephews, I keep me very grounded. <laughs> They are, oh now they've just had a birthday, so one's five and one is seven. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, they're very cute, yeah. but they're very naughty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our muggle jobs are um, childminding, so we appreciate that. We understand. Yeah. Cool. Did it take you a while to really get settled into that mindset of being like, right, I've got my family, this is what makes me happy, or did it take a while for you to find your happiness and what, what gives you a nice release? I 100% thought for years happiness was a credit. As in, I am in a musical and I am now, that is happiness. You know, and you know, even after I started working as a performer, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, but maybe it's like when I do West End, I'll, get, I'll be really happy. You know, like that is my happiness. It was only kind of a good couple of years after working and was like, I still feel the same <laughs> as I did when I was graduating. You know, I've, you know, I think I've just done a UK tour or something like that, like my second one or something, and was like, oh, okay. I've kind of done the bucket list. I've done the checklist. What is it? You know, what, what is it that I'm trying to find that I will go, I'm blissfully happy that I find in, when I watch a film, <laughs> when I watch The End of Bridget Jones, I want that now. Well, how do I get that? Is it being in town or is it being, what is it? And it kind of realised that I didn't go home for about nine months because uh, of work and went home and just had two weeks of 
nothing and just laziness and realised that's when I was really happy. Yeah. Just spending time with the nephew, spending time with the dog. Yeah. yeah. Spending time with mum and dad and going to bed at nine o'clock, you know, it was yeah. fabulous. <laughs> um, and that's when I kind of went, ah, this is, this is what I need. Yeah. You know, the chaos of London, the, the, um, the pressure we put on ourselves as performers, the pressure we put on ourselves to be working. And then even if you are working, is it good work in your own... Uh, do you think it's good enough work? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that break away from that, then I realised, ah, this is what I need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So we've all seen the share your rejection on Twitter. And I feel like it was a great move for creatives and actors just so that we know that we've all been in the same boat. We all go through the same thing and we all suffer bad mental health days. Um, you shared your rejection story saying that a producer told you that you would never be talented enough to work as a choreographer. Mm-hmm. That's really horrible, really awful. Um, what happened in that situation and how did it affect you? Well, it was, I remember it very vividly. <laughs> it was a press night of the show and he was the producer on it and he saw it and he didn't particularly like it, um, even though I thought it was quite good. <laughs> um, but anyway, I choreographed it, yeah. Um, and yeah, so he just said to me out right in front of everyone at the bar that he thought what I did wasn't great. Um and stupidly, I let that get to me. Um, and I thought that one voice over everyone else's, I thought it was a great show. I didn't listen to any of them. I listened to that one voice that told me it wasn't. Um, and, you know, I called my mum up. I was like, I'm going to give up. What's the point? You know, I, I, go and, I, go and, I come back down to Cornwall, where I'm originally from. I, I do a normal job. And my mum went, why are you listening to this one person? I don't get it. You know, she said, you know, when she's at work, if someone doesn't like her customer service, she, she'll listen, she'll take it on board, but she won't go, oh, that I am a bad person, yeah. I am bad at my job, because she realises the other 50 people she served that day loved it. Yeah. So, you know, it was very much like, ah, oh, yeah, actually maybe what I think is the most important, and actually then what my best friends think, who I know will be completely honest with yeah. me. Yeah. And then, you know, all right, he paid my bills, you know, but did it make me happy? No. Do you know what I mean? And I did, I did, I did contemplate giving up um, from it, but I'm glad I didn't because then I got my first show in town. (laughs) And you actually booked work shortly after that comment as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it it wasn't a detriment to my career that moment. Um, But yeah. I mean, it wasn't the nicest thing anyone's ever said yeah. to me, but no, but it did make me go, do you know what? I don't have to listen to everyone and I don't actually have to be liked by everyone to A, be happy or B, work, yeah, yeah. you know? How long did it take you to be like, no, I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep fighting this, I know I'm good? Was it quite a long process? Um, I had, well, after that, I went home. I cried in my living room to my mum and my dad. Um, and I think they were quite shocked about you know, it kind of was that moment of, do I carry on or do I actually give up? So, um, had a good old cry. My mum gave me a good old hug and was like, right, you're going back to London <laughs> and you're going to start something else. Don't worry about it. Um, so, you know, it, it took a couple of weeks, but I was very, like I said, I was very lucky that I actually had another job to go into and 
that made me then go, oh no, I do know what I'm, do- I do know what I am yeah. doing. Yeah. You know, I think if I had a bit of a dry patch afterwards, I think it would have been a bit more of a struggle to have believed in myself again from yeah, 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 it, for yeah. sure. Um, but like I said, look, kind of the network around me who told me to carry on was great. Yeah. So yeah. everyone needs that. Yeah. I think that's the thing as well. There's, I know so many people that go, going to take a break and they do a gap year they go to Bali or they go home they move back home for a while and that's totally okay and there shouldn't be a stigma attached to that yeah no 100% I think and you know what if you need that that you know this industry is always going to be here you know you're you're never gonna this it's not going to be tomorrow that the west end just dries up and you've missed out you know so you can always come back to it I mean I know people that have gone away had a family and come back you know after seven eight years you know so yeah absolutely absolutely so as a graduate as an actor was there ever a point where you thought that you weren't gonna make it in speech quotation marks um i think i always was gonna make sure i made it if that makes sense i think whatever i knew i was gonna be in the industry i didn't know if i was ever gonna for example do the dream quotation marks um but I was always quite tough on myself when I first graduated by no I'm gonna work and that you know I I tell people now you have to have that mentality because if you don't no one else is going to do it for you so um I mean I didn't I mean I was very lucky I got a UK tour just before I left and then I had a about nine months where I just worked in a call centre. Um, and I'm not going to lie, it was a very good nine months of meeting new people. It was a, you know, it's a call centre for actors and stuff. So made some really wonderful friends. And, you know, all, that was a really pinnacle moment for me because everyone around me had all done original West End casts, had done Broadway, had done, yeah, adverts, everything. Like, um, And they were in the call centre with me, you know? So that's when I realised, no matter if I had done a job in town or a tour, that you you can always, you you will be out of work at some point. And that's okay. And, you know, people need money to live. And if, you know, so, and I couldn't believe that I was surrounded by all these amazing, talented people that I had actually seen on stage and I then was working with. so yeah, so I kind of left college with a job and then, you know, had that massive dry spell. Um, but like I said, it, it made me realise that if I want to be in this industry, having a normal job at times is really, really important. And, it, you know, you have to do it. So yeah, so yeah, that's what... So, but I did I... But I knew that it wasn't going to be forever, that call centre. I knew that this was just helping me pay my rent. Um, but I learned so much from those people that I was working with. You know, I found out so much about agents and schmoozing the industry and going out and stuff like that that I actually grew as a performer mentally and professionally from it so actually even though I was in a call centre it was a really really good education for me at that point quite right absolutely um so just on the topic of that so you were asked to write an article a while ago regarding a very popular tweet um and I'm just going to read the tweet so it said I wish we could change the thought process that West End is the top of anyone's career. West End tours, cruises, fringe, regional productions, work is work, money is money, credit is credit, all is wonderful, all is spectacular. Talk us through what made you post this because when you put it up, I was like, Halle fucking Luya, amazing, yeah. Yeah, Um, so I was back at home (laughs) with my mum in my living room um, 
and we, you know, when I go home, we always kind of talk about the industry and stuff like that anyway. So, and she said to me, just very flippantly, and not in a bad way or anything like that, you know, do you wish that you were still doing eight shows a week and in town? And just before that conversation happened, we were... Um, we were talking about how I just had a show that I'd opened in town. How um, I'm really lucky because I've got two TV shows I'm currently working on and Panto. Um, and I was like, yeah, oh my goodness, like, I can't believe like I'm doing these. I've been very lucky. I'm doing these amazing gigs. Like, um, and I've met some like idols of mine recently. And I was like, I can't believe it. And the response was, yeah, but don't you wish doing you were back doing eight shows a week in town? And I went, no because I'm doing this, you know? And I was like, for me, that is, that is more satisfying, you know? And, you know, I remember doing eight shows a week. I remember waking up every day, being like, I'm waiting for warm up to happen in seven hours time, <laughs> you know? Like, and I'm just waiting and the show would happen and I'd grab my bag and I'd be back on that train home. And I'll be like, all right, I'll open the wine, you know, two o'clock in the morning because I'm not tired. Then go wake up the next day. And it was like, oh, this is quite a boring life, you know. Um, so, it, you know, that's where it all kind of stemmed from. And I didn't mean for it to get that reaction whatsoever. But I think it clearly spoke to quite a lot of people. Um, but, you know, it also comes from a place of the people that I've met from not from jobs, which have been like these a week with someone or not in London or somewhere else they're now my best mates you know like I've had these opportunities outside of London and they've been the best memories I've ever had and created so many new friends from it so you know I kind of was a bit like people need to realize the West End is great the West End is fabulous don't get me wrong I'm not knocking it I'm just saying there's other things out there that are just as rewarding and great so, and, you know, it's not, you know, I'm currently, you know, at home freezing at night and there's my friends in like the Maldives, you know, on a cruise ship. Well, you know, who's living a high life, <laughs> you know, having a lovely time. So exactly. Yeah. I'm there like putting my, my heating back on, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I kind of just wanted it, you know, it kind of was just a moment where maybe I vented on Twitter maybe a bit, but it kind of was also like people need to realise there is more out there. And like work is work, you know, money is money. And it is, you know, like people shouldn't be ashamed of any jobs that they've done or anything like that because it's great that we are doing what we have trained to do. You know, how lucky are we? You know, we're actually doing it. You know, even if it's for a week, a month or a year, it doesn't matter, you're doing it. Because also this is like our, what we do, we haven't just gone to school and then gone, oh, I've got nothing to do. I know I've become a performer. We're different because it always comes from a passion of when we were a kid. You know, like I remember being 10 and I saw Greece at the Dominion Theatre and I went, I want to do that. Like, I don't know many people that do another job that at 10, they go, I want to be a lawyer. And then they go into being a lawyer. I don't know many people that do that. Where we go, I want to be a dancer. And for years we go as kids and then we try and get into college. We go to college and then we leave. And then if we get to do it a little, like 5% of the time, great. Like, yeah, yeah. how lucky are we? You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's where this tweet stemmed from anyway. Yeah, My mum. Thanks, mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, why do you think there is this kind of like golden, sparkly light on the West End and not so much in other stuff? Obviously, it does come from a young age, seeing the end goal. But what is it that's not as celebrated for all these li little jobs, quotation marks? 
I mean, I think, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, I think it's because when, I mean, I first graduated, the kind of, the not the only thing, but the, the best jobs out there with quality production values was the West End. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember auditioning for Cruise Lines when I first left college, and the shows on there weren't great. You know, there wasn't the high-value sets or costumes, and, um, you know, the ships were way smaller, you know, and the itineraries were, like, just two and forth, you know, not around the world. It was like, you go there and you come back. Um, and I think the difference is now everyone else has stepped up to the West End value, you know? So, um, you know, the, I mean, like, if you see We Will Rock You and the Dominion Theatre, you're seeing the same one on Royal Caribbean, you know? It's the same production, same choreography, same set, same costumes, everything. Um, so do I think it's the only difference is one of you is travelling the world doing it, the other one is in London. So, as in, so I think, like, that didn't happen 10 years ago. So I think that's what, and I think changing that mindset to when, like like I said, when I first graduated, it was like, you do West End or you go and do a naff little ship. But that's not the case anymore because the ships aren't naff. So, you know, and even tours and, you know, even regional productions. I mean, I've just finished working on a show outside of London with a 16-piece orchestra, you know, with a gorgeous set, um, 22-piece cast, you know, and it was... 25 minutes out of London you know and it was great you know and you know people were coming and going I can't believe how amazing that show was I can't believe how gorgeous this sounded you know and we were like great it's West End Sanded well thing is everyone you know people now are putting on West End Sanded shows just not in London and not in the West End they're putting them elsewhere so yeah no, absolutely it does like affects as an actor like if you're in a little show you're, you you pay, you play tricks on yourself and you go oh well this is really great I'm really happy with myself but I need to either big it up to other people or be like oh no it's only a little thing when actually like be proud of all the work you do like be be happy because yeah <laughs> so uh, we just want to ask you about another tweet that you put out there recently um, both me and Scarlett when we graduated we were told by casting directors and producers you've got to keep your social media up to date you've got to be seen to be doing this doing that. Um, put stuff on you dancing, put stuff of you singing, it, you, you are your product. And one tweet that you put out there was, classes for training and self-improvement not to show off on social media and record. Please expand. <laughs> um, was that about the teachers? Yes. Yeah, I think, I mean, class has always been to for self-improvement. Um, and... It just seemed to be like my Instagram was just full of the teachers performing their routine in front of people that had paid for the class. And I just didn't get that. I just didn't get... It's not... Class is for the people that have turned up and want to improve. And you're there to help with that. Helping isn't... You can't do it, but watch me and applaud me. That's not what a teacher should do. That is not teaching. That is just wanting applause. Um, so I was just a bit like, you know, and there was all these people. I think I saw and it was like 20 people sitting down. And I was like, people have paid you £8 to do that class for an hour and a half. And that's five minutes out of their training that you've got because you want to perform for them. Like, 
that's where that tweet came from. I just was a bit shocked that people could charge £8 a class and go, no, no, that's that's not how I want it. I want it like this and yeah. sit down and everyone watch me do it. Because apart from just going, yeah, I can't do that and you can, what have they learned? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I didn't get with it. So, yeah. and that was just a, another moment of typing. But I just found, you know, I, I never, when I teach, I never go, no, 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 you haven't got it right. Sit down, watch me. I will watch them, give them a note, and hopefully, and then help them apply it to then improve. So that's where, but not the other way around. You know, I mean, I do get watching does help you learn, but not in a not in a. But if I said I'd be, I would be like, no, no, no. like for example, if I was teaching a pirouette, you know, I would be like, everyone show me, you know, I'd show the preparation, I would show the pirouette, but I wouldn't make everyone sit down and watch me do the pirouette and and then film it and then pull it on social media and then want you to applaud me. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. So as a choreographer. Do you agree with that whole side of, you know, social media is part of your product? Do you spot people from social media that do put up dance dance stuff? Obviously, the mental health mental health is such it ties in a lot to social media these days, you know, like editing your pictures and, you know, to come across like something you're not. As someone who's on the other side of it, what what do you think about social media and selling yourself from that point of view? Um, I mean, I do think it is... I mean, I think social media does really help with keeping you in the know about things. I mean, social media, for me, I find out faster than anything else what shows are coming in, who's being cast in what, if someone's looking for someone for a job, you know? So it is a a source of knowledge. Um, I would never cast someone from Twitter... Um, I mean, it is a really great way of being able to connect with people that you would not normally connect with, as in directors or other choreographers, etc. Because, you know, like 10 years ago, you only met these people if you happened to accidentally get introduced to them in a bar. You know, like it wasn't, you never followed, you know, Facebook and Twitter and stuff wasn't a thing then, you know, like you just kind of went, oh, okay. I, I know of them because I saw their work once, but I've never met them. But now you, you can just click a button and you can find out exactly what people are doing. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I do think it is important for knowledge. But, you know, really, there's other things out there which are more important to be cast in a job, if you know what I mean, rather than your tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Great, right. So... Let's talk about your mental health. Um, actors often think that creators, because they're kind of maybe the ones with the with the power, with the power to give them a job, that they don't necessarily suffer from mental health issues. How can you as a creative and your creative friends relate to actors? And you're all on the same level, really. How do you relate to this? Um, I mean... I mean, I think most people, when they are a creative, have been an actor first and performed first so you know there always is that side of we have been there and done it as well um kind of you know when you're in a a show and if i'm the creative on it you know really what we are we're we're all a team we're not one of one above the other or anything like that you know to, to make a good show the team has to be strong the creatives have to know what they do but the cast also have to be 
strong with the creatives and the creators have to support the, the cast. So I think kind of, I mean, with mental health, I mean, kind of together in a cast. I mean, like I said, I love a, a, a positive rehearsal room because um, I've been that person that has been in a ne negative rehearsal room as a cast member and absolutely hated it and never wanted to go into work and was just scared for my life every time they were given notes, you know, so getting shouted at. So, um, and so I kind of can relate to the mistakes that have happened for me and happened to me and not to do that again. I think, and I think if you think you're higher than anyone else, that's a mental health issue in the first place. You know, I think I would never want to walk in and someone's like, oh, you're the choreographer, you're nothing. <laughs> you know, like all, all the other way around of, oh my goodness, I can't speak to Philip because he's the choreographer. You know, I'm, I'm this, you know, we both breathe the same air. We both have the same struggles in life. We both have trained, you know, we both have the same passion. So, but I, you know, I don't think that about anyone I walk down the street, oh, I'm better than you, you know? And so I definitely shouldn't think that anyone, when you're a team, think you're better than someone else in the room, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's so important. Um, so you're someone that does a lot. <laughs> you seem to be busy all the time. What do you do to keep on top of your mental health and keep your mind fresh and healthy? Um, I, I think, to be honest with you, I'm honest with myself, with my friends and my family. Um, and I, I think I'm honest with sometimes just like, yeah, this career is hard right now. And I don't mind saying it out loud rather than going, no, everything's amazing and I'm really, really happy and, and I'm not. Because everyone knows when you're lying to yourself, you know, like when you're lying to yourself, you're like, I'm just lying and just this is all false, you know, and that's not a happy life to lead a false life, you know. So, you know, like I said, family and friends, really, really important. Um, and also... Um, just getting away from it sometimes, you know, like like going on holiday is so important, like just to get away from it and just, and, and also just sometimes being honest and just going, do you know what, I just need a break from this for a bit. Um, and I mean, the best, when I, I mean, I had a really tough uh, couple of months a few years ago. Um, oh my God, I went to a counsellor. It was the best thing I have ever done. I came out, I went in like, I am so, so down. And I came out after an hour, felt like a massive weight had been lifted off. And all I did was chat, you know, like just chatted to a stranger, you know? And she said, you know, she kind of, we just chatted about stuff and maybe come, you know, I went back another time, like a couple of weeks later and was like, oh, that's all I needed. I d that's all I needed was just someone to talk to that wasn't close to me or even so that I didn't want people to be like oh I'm going to judge him because what's happening you know so and she was just there and she was just like just talk it was amazing and like two sessions just chatted to this random counsellor stranger it was great and and, and and just vent you know and sometimes that's, sometimes that's just what you need you just need a good honest vent <laughs> um, but just to someone that you don't know that you know that oh do you know what I might not ever see him again so it doesn't matter what I say <laughs> You know, so yeah, so that's what I think is, um, yeah, that's with my kind of mental health and all that was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. You know, was that in London? Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, just in London. Yeah, but I mean, it was a it was a struggle in my personal life at the time, and the people that I would want to talk to, it was they were the people that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it was a bit like, oh, I can't talk to them because they're the people that I need to vent about. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, I think we've we spoke about it on other podcasts, other people that there's this whole stigma attached with going and seeking help and being like, oh yeah, I need some a professional of advice here and if you were injured no one's afraid to go to physios (laughs) you know so why if you're if you're not okay mentally would you not want to go and get help get someone who is an expert at it to help you out yeah it's so common i mean the mind is as part of your body and the brain is part of your body as your hip or your knee is so look after it (laughs) and so just while we've got you here for our professionals advice from a choreographer's creative point of view um to every actor i mean you're an actor you know additions Uh addition addition anxiety um as a creative what's the best advice you can you can give to actors going into additions um it's okay to go wrong it's okay to you know, I think we're so determined, like, we've got to be the best, the best, the best, the best. I've got to sing the loudest and the highest. I've got to um, dance 12 pirouettes, you know? And actually, there's most of the people that I've ever cast obviously could dance and could sing, but their personality in the room, the their positive energy they gave back when they walked in to sing, the way they were with the pianist, the way they were with the panel um and like you know i've literally cast people like do you know what they might not be the best dancer and they might not be the best singer we've seen this week but my god do they seem fun and nice to work with because there's also the other side where you're like oh my god they are amazing but they just don't seem like a nice person so i don't not sure what i particularly want you know so yeah so i mean i mean i recently auditioned and i had this I was so close to calling my agent and, and pretending to cancel. Like I was like, oh, do you know what? I might call him and just say I'm ill. <laughs> you know, I remember waking up going, try and get out of it. Go on, try find an excuse. I can't go because of work. I can't go because of the tube or, or my knees playing up. None of that was true. I just, the thought of going into a room and feeling judged. And I went and I met all my old friends that I worked with and the panel were lovely and had a right old laugh and we had a really good time and I'm so glad I went and the best bit was I got cut but I loved it (laughs) that's the most important thing you had a good time amazing so um as a creative with a platform what do you want to do to spread mental health awareness yourself I remember a couple years ago you posted on twitter um offering the idea of all creatives to meet up for a coffee and just vent and chat about mental health. Um, I think that it was a really long time ago now, but I remember it in the back okay. of my mind. Um, so, yeah, what what do you want to do to ensure that mental health awareness is spread all, all round? Do you know what? I think kind of just letting people feel free to talk. You know, I think... Um, I mean, I like to think anyway, if anyone wanted to meet for a coffee because they were struggling or wanted some advice, that I could give that to them. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, and even if people just meet me out, you know, at Pineapple or something um, and just go, oh, you know, are you doing anything now? Like, do you mind if, because I, I mean, I do get quite a lot of messages um, asking for advice 
which I I love. You know, if I can help out, I love you know I, I love helping out people. You know, people you know aren't sure about their agent or their career anymore or what they can do. So you know, but I mean, I love that because people feel free that they can ask. You know, and I think with mental health, if someone's going, look, do you know anyone? You know, even if someone says to me after this podcast, who was that counsellor you went to? Because I need to talk to someone. Message me, you know, like I'll, I'll pass on the details, you know. Um, so even if, but I think it's just kind of allowing people to feel free to talk and be honest these days rather than I have to let you know about this new job I've got sparkly new job but actually I'm not okay but I'm going to let you know that I'm absolutely loving my job and I'm going to let social media know that I'm really really happy all the time in my job but inside I'm really not um so yeah so I kind of feel like if we if we can in the industry just allow people to talk freely and openly about if they have a issue then that'd be great you know I mean and I love a good old Event. So, if anyone wants a coffee in a van, let me know. <laughs> yeah. So important yeah. to talk, yeah. to talk. Okay, so if you were taking an audition and an auditionee walked in and you were like, Hiya, how you doing? And they said, I'm okay, but I'm having a bit of a bad mental health day. Do you think this would be appropriate? That's a really, really good question. Um, if that happened to me, I mean, I would I would probably go to the panel, the rest of the panel. Well, at least they're honest. <laughs> like, you know, I think I think what we need to kind of get realise is like, you know, if if you're a bit un, under the weather that day, you're happy to tell the panel, I'm a bit vocal. You know, I've, I've just had laryngitis, so I'm not the best vocally today. Or at the moment, I've ripped my right hamstring, so that right leg kick ain't going to be 180. So it's going to be a bit lower. But you, we would let them know, wouldn't we? So... I mean, it's never happened to me, but I will probably think because people think what they're saying is, hi, I'm a bit weak today. And obviously we always want to give a good first impression. Um, I think, I mean, to be honest with you, I think if someone said to me, I'm having a bit of a bad mental health day and they come in and they seem to smash it out the park, (laughs) I would go, well, you know, that, that might just be, because I mean, mental health also. You can have a uh, you can have an issue with your mental health, but you know, it's sometimes it can be a day, an hour, a week, a year. Like just because you're having a mental health moment doesn't mean it will stick with you. Do you know what I mean? So, like, even I think bringing on that question, well, they might just be having a really bad day because we we all have our own issues in our lives, you know. With so actually, maybe they've just received some really bad news. And they have to come to this audition because their agent has forced them to come. Maybe they didn't want to come. So actually, I kind of don't think that's a bad thing to say. Because actually, what they're probably just saying, well, what they're saying is, right now, I might not be live and bubbly and fun because I've just had some really bad news, actually. So saying that, actually, I mean, it's quite a good, valid point. It hasn't happened to me yet. But I'll let you know if it does. Yeah, yeah no. And, and um, going on from that, our final question to you is, would you openly go into a room and say that you were having a bad mental health day? Um, I don't know if I, I would if I would to my colleagues, you know, in on the panel, um, definitely, and I've definitely done it before. <laughs> so, um, but I think if you were auditioning for me, I wouldn't, um, and I just say that 
in a place because you've given up your time and your energy and your money and um and I want to get the best out of you um because I think if I started with I'm not having a great mental health day everyone so you're going to have to find it in you to fight to be good um but I would have spoken to someone there but like I said the panel so the panel like do you know what I mean so but I would like I love taking fun positive auditions anyway I mean it doesn't feel like work when I, you know, I, I, I love this industry. I love what I do. And so I never feel like I actually go and work. So, um, and taking auditions, I love, I love meeting new people. I love seeing people dance my choreography. It gives me a joy. So actually I kind of feel like what people doing, like if you were auditioning for me, you dancing my choreography would just make me happy. Yeah. So yeah. I would just be like, oh, well, even if I was having a bad day, you've just all cheered me up. Um, but like I said, I probably wouldn't, uh, the people auditioning just because I want them to do a really good job for me and show me their best potential rather than me starting on uh, I've got I've had a really bad mental health day and because I don't know what they're going to get back from that yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know do you know what I mean like and also like we're here to cast it we want to try we want the best out of you to to get the job you know and like we want you all to feel like you've done a good job and we've helped you do that yeah. today so and I don't think maybe that knowledge isn't would help them but like I said, I would definitely have told someone, call my mum up, you know, yeah. FaceTime the dog, you know, cheer me up. But like I said, auditioning for me would make me happy. So auditioning and yeah. seeing that would just make me really happy. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was a good question though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to end on a little game called Finish the Sentence. Okay. So, ready for the first one? <laughs> Choreographer... I can't say the word choreographing. Chore choreographing. 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 <laughs> choreographing makes me happy. If I could be any animal, I would be a. Oh, um. See, I'd like to be a dolphin, but I'd also really like to be a sloth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd quite like to be a sloth because they're just quite chilled out, aren't yeah, they? A dolphin yeah. for the energy, but yeah, for the laziness, yeah. a sloth. I yeah. Love I love sloths. My spirit animal. Sloths are my spirit <laughs> animal. <laughs> the weekends are for. Oh, well, I mean, I would say the weekends is for a two-show day. <laughs> um, quality time. Love it. The best advice I was ever told was? Um, always be nice. Um, two things. Always be nice and you don't know when your last time on stage will ever be, so enjoy it. Which was really good advice. Yeah because I think we get so like on stage and then we're like, oh yeah, just take it for granted. That was really good advice. So yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, brilliant advice. Yeah. In the future, I want to... Own a house. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? My guilty pleasure is... Oh, Prosecco. <laughs> I can't stand... Oh, I can't stand excuses. Oh, yeah. Spoon feeding. Yeah, that's what I really can't stand. <laughs> I thought you were going to see bad technique there. <laughs> but, but that can change. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Phil. I'm glad you've had fun. It's been great to hear your story. 
If you would like to be featured on the podcast or you have any thoughts that you want to share with us, please email us at industrymindsuk at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at at industrymindsuk. We are on SoundCloud for Android users and Apple Podcasts for everyone with an iPhone. Make sure you subscribe and give us a wee cheeky five stars if you like what you hear. Thank you so much for listening and we will be back with you very, very soon. Bye. 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 <laughs> I mean, I love that.